And we're happy to be joined on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, giving us some time on his Friday night after taking in some uh, some high school football. Chris Easterling of the Acker Beacon Journal joining us on the show. Chris, how was the game tonight? Uh, good guys won. It was a thriller, and uh, on my way home now. There you go. That's what I like to hear, man. Good stuff. Always good to have some high school football to watch in, in Northeast Ohio. So, well, we have a big game coming up, obviously, on Monday. You'll be there covering it live in Pittsburgh. Um, what do you need to see from the offense in this in this Week 2 matchup with the Steelers? Because, yeah, like, on one hand, they get out of Week 1 with the win. That's all that, that really matters. But as you get deeper and deeper into the season, I do think you're going to want to see more from Deshaun Watson. So what are you expecting in terms of the next step that they can take? Well, I, I think you mentioned it. I need to see a little more consistency in the passing game. Um, look, it, it was miserable conditions on Sunday. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. So I at some point, it'd be nice to see Deshaun in good weather. You yeah, know, yeah. going to be at home, but... It'd be nice to, you know, see it's not supposed to be raining at least a kickoff. You should have a reasonably dry night, decent night for football uh, weather-wise. So I need to see consistency out of the passing game. I need to see that, you know, those throws early on especially that were, there were a lot of low throws, a lot of throws in the dirt. I mean, it just, I need to, I want to see that that was. I want to believe that wasn't that was, you know, wet ball over gripping it because of the weather, not well. That's what it was. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. And you know, obviously, I, I need to see both both tackles honestly. Mm. You know, perform. I mean, I know yeah. we're talking a lot about Dewan because of what he's got to go through, but you know, Jeff's got a tough matchup also on the other side with Alex Highsmith. So. You know, those those are the big things I'm really looking for out of the offense. Is it safe to say, as you talk about seeing Deshaun in nice weather, that you are team build a dome then for the uh, the new stadium at some point? Uh, as long as I have an, a seat inside in the press box, I mean, you can. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can you can keep it outdoors. I mean, football weather is great, but no, you know, I mean. <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't want to I mean, be you don't want to be huffing it up the bleachers like uh, covering high school games and you're sitting on top of the press box, snow falling down on you. <laughs> I, I have done the blizzard game before once before. I don't need to sit outside in the elements. I'm good. I'm oh good. man, plenty of good football weather uh, is uh, you know air you know climate controlled around 72 in the AC. Yeah, I'm good there. Next time I see you in person, I want to hear your Blizzard game story because I got a Blizzard game story covering a game in Buffalo back in the day. So we'll, we'll we'll swap Blizzard game stories and see who's is better. But Chris Easterling joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Chief Dodge Ram Hotline. Looking back on week one, which side of the ball do you think played more to their true, I guess, the, their median level on, on Sunday? Do you think it was the defense, which was obviously out of this world, but maybe we shouldn't expect them to maintain that for the entire season. Or do you think it was the offense that struggled a little bit, but we are expecting a little bit more? Who was more true to to what they're going to be throughout the season? If you told me what we saw Sunday was the true identity, of, I would believe the defense. I, I, I legitimately think, if healthy, again, if healthy, 
I legitimately think this is a really, really good defense. Yeah. And I think you just saw the uh, – that's sort of why I'm disappointed in the, the rain because it's sort of – you know, a contrarian can come into this game this week against Pittsburgh and say, yeah, but we don't really know anything more after one game about either of these two teams. Because what happened on week one was what we expected to happen, maybe. So, you know, and the defense, especially for for the Browns, I expected them to sort of get after them. I mean, that, that's a they, they've owned that matchup normally, and I think this is even better defense than they've had in the last five years. So uh, I would absolutely expect, you know, if you told me that that was the true form, I, I would tell you defense. Do you think – Kevin Stefanski's gotten enough love for uh, I guess maybe like the fan base would be the 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 goat the, the, where I'm kind of looking here because I'm sure within the building there's a lot of praise for Stefanski and and, and you kind of see the 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 goal he's trying to accomplish here but I don't know Chris just like looking back on week 1 I felt like the biggest thing that I took away from that game I missed everything we've talked about the defense being great and all these different things like it was the fact that Kevin Stefanski was malleable like he was out there adjusting to the feel of the game he realized that points are going to be hard to come by and he was like let's take the points something wasn't working offensively he adjusted that was stuff that we were questioning about him coming into the season and this entire all season and at least one game into the regular season he has shown that he isn't necessarily the stubborn person we thought he was he's willing to adjust and 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 whatnot and i think that's that's so huge so is that being talked about enough, and is that something that people have picked up on, you think? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I mean, both Kevin and, and Alex Van Pelt both have, have admitted this week that the weather completely caught them by surprise. I mean, it, it was a total surprise that, you know, it rained. And, you know, I know talking to people to, on the west side, who live on the west side of town, they got no rain. You know, so, I mean, I can tell you, he came out of nowhere, so – for him to say, look, we want to throw the ball. I mean, we want to to show off, our, showcase our, our big money quarterback. But, you know, hey, the defense is getting three and outs. The defense is giving us good field position. Let's take what they're giving us. Let's get out of here with a win and, and you know, and and regroup and, and move forward in, in week two. So, you know, I think, I, I mean, he's – He's never going to get credit. I mean, maybe he yeah. will at some point, but I, I mean, I, I think there's enough people out there that, for you know, one reason or the other, you know, have made up their mind on Kevin that you know it's, you know, I don't think one game in the rain against Cincinnati is, is going to change their minds. Talk with Chris Easterling here on the fan. Follow him on Twitter at c Easterling a b j. How far does a win in week two in primetime on Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, how much do you think that would move the needle in terms of the Browns kind of garnering more national attention and respect? And I'm not saying they need it because I actually think it's better when they sort of do fly under the radar. But do you think that would be like a statement that would sort of get people, put people on notice that the Browns are for real? I think you you take a step, big step closer. I, I think, I mean, tell me how the offense looks. One, I mean, again, because everything, everything about this team is being, you know, and we did it ourselves in the off season and even the preseason. 
we we put everything in the context of Deshaun's performance dictating how the team is, not realizing. But what if this defense is what it was Sunday uh, against the Bengals? If they go out there and they have another defensive performance like that where they just wreck Kenny Pickett's world and, and don't let George Pickens, you know, moss, you know, one of the, the corners or, you know, if they go out and basically have a replicate what they did Sunday defensively and the offense takes a step forward, I, I think you it would be hard to ignore, at least with the small sample size, it would be hard to ignore what this team is doing, especially considering it's prime time in a place that has been an absolute house of horrors for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, I think it would be. I think it would. It would move the needle. How much? It's hard to say. Your mileage might vary, but but I think it definitely it definitely would wake people up a little bit. Yeah, I think there's definitely context there. Like, like we sort of said at the beginning of the season, you know, we're doing like the, well, if they finish 10-7 and seven but miss the playoffs, what would happen to Stefanski? There's context there. I think there's context with this as well where, yeah, if the offense looks great and they go out and win, sure, like the people are on board. If if, if not, there's still some struggles there. It might be, okay, well, the Browns are a contender, but, you know, there's still some questions. So I think you're right about that. Seems like one Thornhill trending in the right direction. He was limited today. Uh, anything on the injury report that fans should be concerned about or paying attention to as the week kind of closes out here? Um, well, Siaki uh, Ika was was in a boot. We saw him in yeah. the locker room during during the open uh, portion of practice, uh, portion before practice in a boot. So that's something to monitor. But you know, he didn't play. You hope he would eventually play, but I mean, you know, because you know he was your second draft pick. But um, you know, other than that, I mean, just uh, I, I think you know, Jed Wills was limited again. That's why I say, I mean, we're talking a lot about DeLon Jones going up against T.J. Watt. If 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 Jed's a little a little gimpy, that's not the way to. That's not you know, that's a tough way to go against Alex Highsmith. So, um, but Thornhill is the big one. I I. I you know, Thornhill's the big one because I think it sort of allows them to go back to their original plan with the safeties because they played they played a number of of series of plays with uh, with the three safety look, but it was Ronnie Hickman as the third safety. You know, putting a, a guy with a couple of rings out there, you know, back in the secondary, especially if you get that Grand Delpit. Whew, I mean, it, it, I, I mean that's. That's going to be fun to watch, but but I think that's the big thing is just seeing how Juan progresses, you know, progresses tomorrow because, you know, especially after what we saw Monday night last, early, you know, earlier in the week, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, a calf injury is not something to you know mess around with, and right. I think they're going to be they're going to be cautious, but it sounds like today was a huge step positive in a positive manner in a positive way for, for Juan to, to potentially play on Monday. Yeah, that Jedrick Wills injury makes me nervous. I don't trust Jedrick Wills already. I don't need him dealing with a foot injury on top of it with Alex Highsmith pass rushing him. Uh, Chris, I'll get you out of here with this. Again, Chris Easterling here on the fan. Um, you uh, you a fan of the White Helmets? You excited to see these things unveiled on, on Monday night? Well, I saw them. I, you know, they've been wearing them this week. And, you know, right. well, this week has been two days. I mean, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, they're sharp. They're sharp, and 
you put them under the lights and you know with the wall the all white uh, jerseys and pants I, you know i i can buy you know they definitely uh they definitely uh they're sharp now the big thing is to uh, you know look good and play good not just look good or play good so if they go out there and look good and play good wear them every week Oh, I love, fans would love that. They'd love for him to wear them every week. This is like the new look. Everybody wants it to be the go-to thing. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've come around on them. When they first came out, I was like, they're all right. And now I'm like really excited about seeing them in, uh, in person on, 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 on my TV. I'm, I guess not in person on my TV, but on Monday Night Football. Chris Easterling, Acrobeacon Journal. You can follow him on Twitter at C Easterling ABJ. Read his work at beaconjournal.com. He's got a great piece today with uh, Jim Schwartz talking about how they're they're moving on to Pittsburgh here this week. So check that out as well. Chris, always grateful for your time. You are the man. I know uh, you had some family time tonight, so I appreciate you giving me just a few minutes here. Thank you so much, man. Hey, hey thanks for having me. Chris Easterling, Acrobeacon Journal, always a pleasure. Let's take a break. We'll dissect that a little bit. I do want to get to Larry and Illyria. He had a point in the Guardians, which we hit on. So we'll circle back to that a little bit as well. But we can go a couple of different directions here when we get back recapping the interview with Chris Easterling here on The Fan.